Vanessa, and this is Shit on the Table. Oh my god, guys. It's been a couple weeks, I think, since we were supposed to do an episode. Yeah, I think the last time was before Christmas. We didn't even get to our Christmas episode. That's right. Yeah, so... Shit happened. Shit. (laughs) So, uh... Well, I mean... We were on a break. It was uh, a, a kind of like things didn't go according to schedule. No, there was an un, like this was all unplanned. I like to push through and be like, let's keep doing these episodes. But Vanessa's like a scary person when it comes to plans and scheduling. <laughs> I am, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. Like I was like crying. When I, <laughs> when, when I put that post out being like, we're not going to be doing episodes. Because I'm like, we could push through. And then it's inching to the day that we have to start recording. And I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. I don't have the energy to sit or like to talk or anything. Yeah, but you're feeling better now and so we're back in action. So this is going to be kind of a retake of how our holidays went. Mm-hmm. Um and then pushing forward we'll get back into the groove of things. Yes. Um kind of just catch you up on our life. Um so somebody's getting texts from I some hoes. Did you put your shit on silent? <laughs> anyway all right vanessa take it away let us know how week two of december went for you oh my god it's such a blur um but i've been excuse me okay so i took some marijuana (laughs) beforehand because i'm in like a lot of pain for my period but so if i start to like get a little I'll, I'll catch you up. Yeah. So, so you guys know that Vanessa was... Uh, men- doing IVF. Yeah, she had and, mentioned this before. Yeah. And so I had to leave kind of, not necessarily suddenly, it was a suddenly planned leaving. So like I knew I was going to have to leave like at the drop of a dime. I just didn't have a date. So I had been like telling my clients this. I'd been putting people on like waiting lists. There was a couple clients that I did have to bow out on. Uh, but not too many. And so that was to start the IVF process in California. So if you're not familiar with IVF, it's where you go on hormones um, to create eggs, and then you get your eggs removed from your body, and then they Im- then they inject the sperm into the eggs to create embryos. Um, so that's what we've been doing. And so I knew that I had to leave. I just didn't know when. So, but all my clients were kind of like on board and were super, super fucking supportive. I only had lost one client from the whole experience of being like, I'm going to have to move this appointment. And she was like not having it. And it was an old white lady. So I wasn't even like worried about it. Um, so, you know, she was like super unhappy. But that was the only one that I lost Yeah. Um, for that specific reason. And then, so while I was gone, I was staying in California. Why were you staying in California? I'll tell you in a second. And my appointments were in Mexico. So when I, we decided that I wasn't going to stay in Mexico by myself and doing all this because there was no way in hell I could give myself shots. So I was staying in Mexico with a aunt. Um, she's my... You were staying in California. Yeah. 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 This is all in California. Yeah, you said you were staying. You said you were staying in Mexico. 
Did I? Yes. Oh. So you're going to, so to <laughs> no, clarify. No, no, I said we didn't want me staying in Mexico yes, by myself. Yes, But then you said, yeah. you're, okay, so then you said so you're staying I'm in Mexico. Staying in California. She's in, she's going to Mexico yeah, for, that's what I, I said. I know, listen, she's going to Mexico for IVF because there yeah. is a clinic out there. It's way cheaper than that, doing it here in the States. There you go. We only spent like $10,000 on four cycles. Yes. yes but so she amazing. is staying with a family member in California mm-hmm. traveling back and forth to Mexico. Yes. And it's an hour and a half each way just getting to Mexico. That doesn't include leaving Mexico with border times, which uh, so it, so many stories. Like, it's all in my head. Okay. So the first day... Uh, that I get there and we have to go to Mexico the next day after getting to California. God, there's just so much. There's just so much. And then I don't know who listens to what, like my family, so I don't like want to talk too much shit. But I'm super grateful that this person let me stay at her house and use her car to drive back and forth to Mexico. And she was going into Mexico with me. Yeah. She has a passport. And so so I'm super 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 grateful but it wasn't like the best (laughs) it was kind of like you may have been an inconvenience for her but not really but she made it known that you were an inconvenience for her she was just like super excited because she lives by herself she's super older and so like she loves having guests over but also we were planning on staying there for three full weeks um, and that didn't happen. So she, I, she likes her space, but then she wants to be all up in your space. And me, I'm very much a boundaries person. Like I need my space. I need like, if, you're also going through something like medically invasive and yeah. very stressful with the travel constantly back and forth yeah which is surprising because the ivf portion was not stressful on me at all my first shot that i had to get so all these shots have to be administered at home so i'm not like going to the facility to get these shots so i was taking um one shot a day for four days and then two shots a day for several days i can't remember how many days and then i had to do like this trigger shot so my sister, who's 18, was with me, and she's the one who's administering all of the shots. So the first shot was so chaotic. Like, I was screaming and crying <laughs> and fucking, like, my husband is on the phone with me doing, like, the FaceTime, and he's, like, taking pictures. Yeah, he sent us those pictures. It was great. <laughs> I was like, what the Of fuck? you having a panic attack while yeah. getting a shot, not even actually getting the shot. It's yeah. just you crying in the background, like, laughing, crying, like, oh, I know I'm being ridiculous, but you don't understand. You're literally, I am screaming every time she gets closer with to the needle to my stomach, <laughs> I'm like... No, 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 no. I'm like screaming on the top of my lungs. And then she'd pull away and I'd start laughing. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, this is so traumatic to watch. Like, you are 30 years old. What are you doing? Yeah. And, but I'm like, I'm terrified of getting shots. I know. Terrified. And so she finally, I just told her, I was like, look, you're just going to have to do it. Like, I'm going to scream, but you need to just fucking do it. And she's like... Are you sure? And I'm like, yes. I'm like, even if I'm telling you no, you need to just do it. 
<laughs> and she's like, oh my God, okay. Okay. So she finally did it, and I'm screaming. You turned your sister into a predator. I did. I was like, you need to just fucking do it, dude. And Harvey the whole time is just, like, laughing and smiling and, like, enjoying this. And then I have um, the person I'm staying with. Like, I'll just do it because she was there to, like, see the way the shots were supposed to be administered. And I'm like looking at my sister like do not hand her the fucking needle (laughs) like if you do it i'm gonna stab you and i'm just like don't give her the needle like don't like i had to mentally prepare for an entire month just for my sister to give me the shots and so i didn't i told her i was like i didn't mentally prepare for you to give me the shots like that's just my brain doesn't work that way like, you can't just come up on me and be like, bam, shot, and I don't even fucking know you. Like, yeah. uh, like I'm like, I had to mentally prepare. And so my sister finally just did it. And it was so chaotic. It was so embarrassing. And it was just fucking hilarious. Like, I look back at the pictures, and they're, like, real tears. Like, it's real, genuine fear <laughs> on my face. <laughs> And my husband's in, like, the little right-hand corner of his little FaceTime picture, cheesing, like, smiling. Yeah. And I am just, like, ah! (laughs) In all the pictures. It was fucking horrible. So, that was my first shot. And then things just kind of, like, at the house were kind of, you know, you're mixing three women together and you know, women can be kind of catty, and there was, like, no yelling or arguing. It didn't seem like there was much rest. There wasn't much rest. It was very much go, 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 Um, because going to Mexico was literally a full day. Yeah. It was a full day when we went the San Ysidro route, which we only did that one once, and it took us nine hours. That was our whole day, from getting to Mexico and then being in line in San Ysidro to getting home was a total of nine hours. And so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, I'm going to be able to go home, be alone. I've been with one person for nine hours. Like, no <laughs> offense. I need some me time. Because she loves to talk. Like, she's a chatterbox. And so I can talk a lot myself. But once I hit that wall of being exhausted of talking it's okay I don't want to talk anymore and it can come off very abrupt and like you said something that offended me when that's really not the case it's just literally my brain is like you need to stop talking like you're done (laughs) you've maxed out on your talking limit for the day and I am super drained and I just like want to retreat and like just go lay down because I'm tired Um, But going through San Ysidro, if you've never done it, it's their main border in Mexico, and it's their funnest border. And that's where you get, like, all the blankets, all the little knickknacks. They sell tacos. Like, you don't leave your car, okay, guys? Like, you do not leave your car. I bought a blanket. I bought tacos. I bought horchata. Um, This is all brought to you. Like, they're just walking in between the lanes. And I think there was, like, a total of four four lanes. And they're just bobbing and weaving and hustling, and it's so fun. They've got music. Like, people are doing their live music for tips, um, entertainment, the everything, sweets, anything that you can think of, it, they sell. That's nice. Oh, we got um, 
we got um what did we get we got medication right on the border too it was amoxicillin Mm -hmm. that's right yeah so we just picked up like some amoxicillin right from our car like we didn't even have to get out (laughs) it was pretty awesome so it's an experience but that was the last time we went through there we went to a different border after that so after we finally like get home you know I'm still bleeding like I had been bleeding like for an entire month um, on birth control and so as soon as we get home I find out like holy shit I bled like all over myself and so I'm like fuck now I gotta deal with this it's not necessarily embarrassing because, you know... You're a woman. It you're happens. You're a woman. I've dealt with this my whole life. Like, it is what it is. It's more like, oh, I ruined one of my favorite panties. Like, that's the issue. Yeah. And so I'm trying to, like, deal with this slightly privately because it was really messy. And so she just kind of like, what's going on? And, like, I'd, I was talking to my sister, and my sister was in the doorway of the bathroom, and... She's just kind of like, well, what's going on? Like, are you okay? And I'm like, it's cool. And, like, it's my sister. So I was like, I haven't been with you all day, so I can talk to you for, like, a second. Yeah. <laughs> but don't get too into it. Um, and so, like, I'm trying to do it. She's like, well, what's going on in here? And I'm like, just stares. <laughs> like, police, I'm talking. And so then I go into the bedroom to change, and, like, everybody is following me into the bedroom and sits on the bed and it's like this isn't fucking girl time right now (laughs) like what is happening and like I'm standing in front of the bed and I'm literally on the verge of having a breakdown I am just like I need to be the fuck alone the room is tiny the bed mostly like takes up the entire room so like like literally the room was like closing in on me and I'm like I need to get the fuck out of here and she's just like hopping on the bed and my sister's on the bed and I'm like did we not just spend nine hours together like (laughs) what more what more do you want from me so I was like I have to go like I have to leave but there's no leaving because we're 30 minutes away from the nearest town yeah so it's I hid in my car <laughs> for two hours. I hid in my car for two hours and, like, had a nervous breakdown. And I was just like, I can't do this. Like, I need a break. Yeah. And so... And that's just the first couple days. That was the second day. <laughs> <laughs> that was the second day. And it's... I'm okay with, like, being home. Like, yeah. During the whole shutdown, the first shutdown, I was fine. Like... I thrive at home. Like, this is my place. Um, So, I'm okay with it, but she wants to go do things. Who? Your sister? No. Oh. No, no, no. My sister's very much the same like me. Um, But no, the person that I'm staying with. And it's, like I said, a 30-minute drive to the nearest town. But what are you going to do in the nearest town? It's a big city. It's Temecula. So, they've got all kinds of stuff. Um, this is where I used to live before moving to Vegas. To Vegas, nice. to Vegas. So I actually drove to my old house off of the top of my head. Huh? And I was like, I still remember. Yeah, it was crazy. Did you say hi to your neighbor? No, he's been long gone. Oh, from there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He uh, last time I talked to him was like seven years ago, eight years ago. He, like, lives in the San Diego now. I don't know. Um, but, no, like, I don't think anybody originally lives there anymore. Mm. Yeah. Because they were seniors, my neighbors. 
and then their nephew, not nephew, uh, grandson, I think that was their grandson, they're, they're, they died, like, a while ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. But anyways, so that was kind of cool, um, but, so I forgot, the first night, the first night that we get there, we drove all the way home, it's a five-hour drive, and then she wanted to meet us down at the bottom of the hill, but it was, like, three o'clock, ish by the time we got there and I was like let us just come home and then if we need to go back down the hill for food we will she made me drive down the hill I'm like I just drove five hours why can't you drive down the hill but I was like whatever fuck it I'll drive and then oh my god her driving is terrifying her driving I know I'm all over the place I'm so sorry guys but her driving is insane so not only on that nine hour trip okay I almost died on that trip from a semi because she's getting merging onto the freeway and I'm looking and I'm like, she's the epitome of California driver. Worse. (laughs) I'm like, this lane is ending. Like this lane is ending and we're like in the middle of the semi. This semi isn't going to merge over the next lane. We're going either to hit this semi or go off the road. And I am like, okay, watching her drive. And then the, the semi get, starts honking. And we had to swerve into the emergency lane and then had to accelerate. And then she fucking cut the semi off. Why? <laughs> and I am just like, oh my God, like we're dying. Like we're going to die. And I'm freaking out. I'm screaming. I'm fucking tired. Because I'm like, we're going to die. Like, my life is flashing in front of my eyes. And that wasn't the first time we almost died that day. She just doesn't know how to drive. She does, like... So, driving down the hill is windy. And she doesn't put her foot on the brake for the winds. So, you're doing 60 to 70 on a fucking turn that says 45 degree, Like, 45 miles per hour to do that turn. We're doing, like, 20 plus over that. And I'm just like... Oh my god <laughs> i'm so scared and she like i kept saying like you need to slow down like she can see the fear on my face and then she's like you know you're not the only person that says i'm a bad driver i don't think i'm a bad driver and i'm like i think you need to listen to the consensus <laughs> like you're the majority does rule sometimes yeah i'm like you're pretty terrifying and she's like i've never been in an accident and i was like well when you're in one then you'll learn how to be a better driver. <laughs> it was so fucking terrifying. And the drive, bad driving like didn't stop. Yeah. It continued. Um, yeah. I don't even remember how many times we almost died. We almost died in Mexico. Because... And what day was that? Was that the uh, third it's time? It's all blurred. Well, it was within that two weeks that you had to be in there. Because you had to go to Mexico, what, three times? So I went to Mexico a total of four with retrieval. Okay. So my IVF moved fairly quickly. I was told on the eighth day that I was done with stimulation mm-hmm. and to take my trigger shot. And then um, two days later, I would be down there for retrieval. Okay. So when did she take you? When did you almost die in Mexico with her? Oh, I don't. I can't tell you what day. Okay. But it was, I think it was the, the. Wait, they were trying the, checking your follicles? They check your follicles every time. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so that's how my appointments were. Every time I went to the doctors, they, they did would the check my ultrasound and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they would do my ultrasound and so. <clears throat> so okay, 
But it, we almost died by a semi again. Okay, but let's talk about how you got lost in Mexico with her because she... Yes. Okay. So this is our first time taking the Ote Mesa. So I want to say this was our second um, appointment in Mexico. Okay, with her. With, with Denise. Her. Yeah. yeah. Harvey doesn't come into the picture until that weekend. That's right. Because he had a... Because you came back for Christmas, right? Yes. Oh okay. my God. That, so right that before you story. came back for Christmas, you got... I had you, my appointment. You went, a di- you went to a different border. Yes. Which So when we were leaving... With her. We would go... We wanted to try this border called Ote Mesa. Okay. And Ote Mesa is fairly new. Um, and so a lot, not a lot of people know about it. So it doesn't take the four hours... To get through just the border. To get through the border. It takes maybe an hour and 40 minutes, um, which is still a long time. But their border isn't as, like, fruitful. It's not as colorful, yeah. Yeah, as the San Ysidro, so it's not quite the same experience. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's still a fun experience because there are still foods and stuff like that um, and little trinkets, but just not as much as San Ysidro. So... We're on our way to Ote Mesa. We are going the way that GPS is telling us to go. And so we get to this intersection. And the intersection, we're supposed to do like this really weird like turn. And then we're supposed to get onto this on-ramp, which brings us to the Ote Mesa line for all traffic. Because what they have is all traffic, all passports, and... Um, Sentry. So what Sentry is, is kind of like TSA pre-check. And it's a several month long process on getting this Sentry card because you have to have interviews with government officials. So it's like if you're crossing the border or hauling stuff over the border. It's for people who go over the border a lot. Yeah. Anybody can get this as long as you have a clean background Mm -hmm. and you're willing to put in the work for this passport because their lines are literally 20 minutes. Yeah, in and out. In and out really quickly because they're pre-checked. Mm-hmm. So all they do is just look at the card and then you go. Um, so we pull up to this intersection and one, we couldn't, there's this dude on a military Jeep in full-on military like camos and he's got this automatic rifle on the, like mounted, like it's a big ass thing mounted on his Jeep and he's just fucking chilling and like, Kind of like moving the gun around, you know, to make sure people are on their toes. And I am just like, holy shit. Like, this is the most terrifying thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. Yeah. Like, don't make a wrong turn here. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so we turned and flipped a bitch three times. We couldn't find the entrance. Come to find out, when I Googled it later, they actually blocked off the entrance. But Google is still picking it up as an entrance. So it was no fault to our own that way. But she went through the sentry line. And I kept telling her, we cannot be in this line. I'm like, we can get in a lot of trouble for being in this line. We don't have sentry passes. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. And I'm like, but it's not though. And like, I'm kind of like freaking out because I just saw a dude with a fucking gun on a Jeep. And I'm like, this motherfucker is going to come over here and bust a cap in our ass. Like, I don't want to be in this line. Did you not see that fool? Like, come on. Like, I'm trying to be really nice and tell her like, we cannot be in this line. 
but my anxiety is like so high and she's just like no 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 you're we'll be fine we'll be fine and I was like I we won't be but whatever so then I see this sign it says for people who don't have like century passports it's a five thousand dollar fine yes and I'm like look at that sign I'm like that we're gonna get fined that amount if we continue to move and she's like well where am I supposed to go like I can't turn around which there was a lane next to us in a plaza like a through lane yeah it goes the opposite way than what we were going mm-hmm. and there's a plaza right there so we could have turned into the plaza and went into that lane and then just kind of figured it out um but that didn't happen we did not do that we continued through the line, even though I said, look, there's a fine. And she's like, that's for that parking lot. And I'm like, it's not for the parking lot. It's for us. But whatever. And now we're... You're like, I'm not paying that fucking fine. Yeah, exactly. And then we get to the point of no return. And so my anxiety is getting higher. You Because you hear stories about, you know, Border Patrol and ice and then I just don't like I'm not I'm not that I don't not like cops I have family members that were cops but cops are scary (laughs) they're a little scary yeah you know there's a gun on their hip like it's terrifying and it's funny because I own firearms but you don't know what somebody else is going to interpret once they have that weapon and then they're like yeah exactly so I'm like fuck my anxiety is getting higher and higher and She's then she starts freaking out once we get to the point of no return. She's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I can fucking tell on you. Like, and I'm like, there's nothing we can do now. Like, there's nothing we can do. We just have to fucking plea our case and hopefully they believe us. And the dude was like, he could see us. Like, we're fucking, I'm ghost white. I am shaking. He can see the fear. And I'm like, telling him, like, I told her, like, I told her to turn around. I'm like, I know what was going on. And so I'm trying to control the conversation with the guard. And because she's, she's a little slow. She had a brain tumor removed. So there's a portion of her brain that's like removed and, um, processing is a little bit slower. Processing is slower. Uh, but then she was kind of always slower before the surgery, so then it just got a little bit more slower. So I'm trying to... Because she'll just, like, talk. Uh-huh. And, like, give out information that's not needed. Or just say weird things. And so this isn't the time for that. Yeah. Like, this is you, a high you, you don't know how they're going to interpret that either. Exactly. And I don't feel like being arrested. So he's like, okay, I understand. But I still have to send you through security. Like, the extra, extra checking portion. Oh, Okay. And I'm, like, freaking out because you look forward and it's just a whole bunch of military men <laughs> in Border Patrol. Yeah. And I am just, like, Ugh. And they're all intense, big dudes. And you're like, this is not the day to get strip searched. No, and I'm freaking out. So we pull up to the car, uh, behind this car, and these two girls are getting their car searched. And so, like, all the doors are open, Border Patrol and everything is searching through their car, and they were directed to this cage that they had to go and sit in while their car was being searched. And I'm like, this is... That's dehuman... Hu- dehumanizing. Dehumanizing, yes. It's just a chain link cage. 
in like the middle of this area yeah. that we're all getting checked. And I'm just like freaking out. Literally, I'm like shaking. I'm going back and forth. I'm putting things down, picking them right back up. Like my anxiety was so fucking high. And I'm texting Harvey this whole time. Like we're about to be searched. Like I don't know what to do. I'm freaking out. Yeah. Over really nothing. Because there's nothing in your car. There's nothing in the car other than like fertility drugs. And so they come, we're talking to him. I'm trying to hold the conversation. Like, officer, just talk to me. Like, just talk to me. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, you guys are fine. And we didn't get searched or anything. So then we left. Um, And then we went on our way back home. And it was so scary. Like, that had to be, like, top ten, one of the most, like, terrifying things to experience. Because you don't know. Like, they could literally misconstrue anything. Yeah. And then you're fucked. Yeah. You know? And, like, I listen to true crime enough. If I had to be <laughs> interviewed, I'm not talking. I plead the fifth and get me a lawyer. I know I've done nothing wrong. But anything that I say will be used against me in court. <laughs> if you get to court. If I get to court. So I know, even if you're innocent, Shut your fucking trap and get a lawyer. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because in our court system, stay innocent until proven guilty. Hell fucking no. You're guilty. Until proven proven innocent. innocent. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm just like, if I have to go and talk to people, I'm just, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. Like, I'm freaking out. And so, but we finally, like, it was fine. And that was was getting out of Mexico or going into Mexico? That was getting... In, out of Mexico. Okay. Going into Mexico is so fucking easy. Like, the only time we got swindled by the Border Patrol is when me and Harvey started driving because we had Nevada plates. But with California plates, they just fucking wave you through. Oh, nice. And there was a couple times where nobody was even there. You just... No one. There was no Border Patrol. You just <laughs> drive through... So, like, they don't even check your passport going in, but if you want to risk it and not have a passport with you, then you ain't getting back in yeah. to the States. Because that's when they really, like, examine everything. But, yeah, that was the second time going into Mexico. So, like, kind of, like, in between, you know, my Mexico trips, it's kind of just normal stuff, like normal life. I'm cooking and, um, you know, just chilling. How is your doctor? Dr. Sanchez? Yeah, tell us about your doctor. Oh, yeah, he's great. He's good. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you're not right. Your experience at the fertility uh, clinic in Mexico, how was it? It was like, it's a very clean facility. They're very professional. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Their phlebotomists are to be be desired. I don't like getting my shot or my blood drawn, um, but... They kind of treat you like a pincushion there. <laughs> and it's an adult facility, so they don't have baby needles. Oh, my God. You didn't ask for one, did, did you? Oh, my. <laughs> I did. I always ask because my veins spit out the big needles. I don't know what it is, but every time I go and, like, we have a baby needle shortage or something, <laughs> my vein rolls, and then I'm bruised for weeks. And so I specifically asked for their smallest needle, and they're like, we don't have those. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
oh, fuck, this is going to be fun. So, you know, they just fucking poke you. And then they go on the side, not the flat part. They don't go on the flat part where we usually go. I've I've been poked on all different sides. If they can't find the vein there, they'll go on the side. I've never had that before. Yeah, it's it's painful. It's uh, but it's for some reason it depends on the phlebotomist. Like it might be easier for them to. It was the most painful thing, (laughs) and I am just like trying not to freak out. But I'm watching like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Like why, why? And, like, why? Like, why? Right there. <laughs> that shit hurt. It hurt. I yeah. was bruised for, like, weeks. Oh, my God. By the end of all of this, I look like I shot up everywhere on my arms. You look like an addict. I look like an addict. It's crazy how many times. Like, you've ran out of space, and now you have to go between the toes. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So... But anyways, so yeah, there it was to be desired with their fucking phlebotomists, but it was fine. It was fine. But yeah. I, you know, was moving quickly, like my follicles were doing what they were supposed to do and um, making the eggs beautifully and like doing all the things. The doctor's super happy. I'm super happy. I'm like, this is the only thing I've ever excelled at in life. And yeah. like, I'm doing amazing. And so we start coming to the end of the um, the road with the stims. The Was that before Christmas? Um, yes. Okay. Because our third appointment was right before Christmas. And so we, I, me and my sister had this plan to come back to Vegas because we were going to have uh, three days in between my retrieval. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, this is perfect. We can go back for the holidays. And that's not the case. That was not the case. We still went because I had to pick up my husband. Yeah. (laughs) Because our doctor was like, at my last appointment, was like, did you get your uh, STDs checked? And we're like, no, you never told us to do it. And he like got panicked. He's like, I did. I'm like, you didn't. And so he's looking for the paperwork because they can, give you paperwork yeah. for literally every step that you have to do. And there was no paperwork in there. Oh. Uh, so I got mine done there. Yeah. Plus my COVID test. Mm-hmm. Now they do their COVID test a little differently. They do it by blood. And I made the girl freak out. <laughs> she freaked and had to go get someone else. But... She kept rolling my veins because, like I said, when you use large needles, my veins spit them out. Like, my veins don't like big needles. And so she's struggling. I'm hyperventilating, and I'm trying to be really calm and, like, collected, but, like, breathing in, doing my breathing techniques, you know? And she's just like, (gasps) I'm going to kill her. She's dying. And then she finally got the blood. I'm looking at my arm. It's pretty much blowing up already. And so then she had to go get another lady to get the other blood, and she got it really quickly. She was probably rougher, too. She actually was one of the best ones. There was only two people that did good, and they only pinned me twice. (laughs) Or once each, so that kind of sucked. But so the doctor was like, well, Harvey needs to get his STDs done by Saturday. And we're like, bro. That doesn't happen here. It's fucking christmas eve tomorrow then it's christmas and then we only have friday and then you expect 
them to turn it around in less than 24 hours. This is America. <laughs> like You get the test, you get the results two weeks later. Well, if you do it independent, it can take 24 to 48 hours. Where are you going to find that, though? Anywhere. You go to Quest, LabCorp. When you're oh, paying okay. privately, it turns around a lot faster for some fucking reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but they're like, we can't guarantee it because it's the holidays. Yeah. So we ended up going down for a 24-hour trip because there was no point in my husband driving down and then he was going to just take the car back. Mm -hmm. It was just going to be too much. So I went and picked him up. We were here for like 24 hours and then turned around Christmas Day and drove back. So, yeah, that was fun. I was so tired. <laughs> like, there was no rest. There was supposed to be, like, a nice little rest period so my sister can do Christmas with the family, see her boyfriend, and then just kind of rest, have some alone time, and then go back. That wasn't the case. So we pick up my husband, we leave, and we get back to... Was that the day? Christmas Day? N no. Was it Christmas Day? What? Christmas Day was fairly easy. Well, the first time you went down, the whole debacle with the stuff that I wanted you to pick up in Mexico. No. Nope. Not yet. Not yet? We're no, not there yet? That was on retrieval day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Th that's when the nightmare starts beginning. That was when I joined the cartel. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so we get back. It's cool. I start getting sick. This is when I start getting a little sick with my shots. Yeah. Um, and then I have to take my trigger shot on Saturday. So we get back down to Mexico, right, uh, for Harvey to get his STDs because they have an in-house lab, lab. So yeah. they're like, we get things done same day here. Yeah. We're like, good for you. <laughs> like, in America, things run differently. But anyways. Um, so he gets his shit done. We go down, like, Ote Mesa. Things run smoothly, and he gets to kind. I feel bad. He wants to. You want to do the San Ysidro, but we kept yeah. taking Ote Mesa. Um, but yeah. So that day you came back to Vegas that day, right? Just straight to Vegas. No, no, no. This was. Uh, we're back. We drove back already. Oh, okay. On Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really happened while we were out here. Yeah. It no, was. I know. I went to my parents' house for Christmas, and he went to his parents' house for Christmas, and that was really it. And then turned around. I just remember you just had no sleep for, like, almost four days. Yes, that was then. Yeah. In between my retrieval, when it's supposed to be rest time, I was driving. Your poor Bonnie. <laughs> yes. I went from literally coming back from Mexico to hopping in a car and driving five hours home. So I drove four hours, four to five hours, um, with like getting to and from Mexico, then leaving within an hour of getting home or to the house, and then driving all the way to Vegas that night, just so that my sister could be with my parents for Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I, cause I almost canceled the trip. Like I almost canceled it. Like this is going to be too much. Yeah. Um, but so then... And then after this, once we get back, this is when it seemed to have a shift in the household. 
So we get back Christmas with Harvey in tow. And she was supposed to go to her cousin's Christmas thing. And, like, we went grocery shopping. Your host, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, we went grocery shopping for her. Like, we bought her pie and, like, salads. And she was super excited to go. But she was thinking that we were going to be going in the beginning. And then we literally just dipped out. Like, we just left. Yeah. Which I had been telling her the whole time. Like, this is a possibility we might be leaving. Yeah. And so... I think maybe she didn't think that we were actually going and then we left and she didn't end up going to her cousin's thing and like it seemed like it was our fault. <laughs> I don't know. It was just really weird. Um, yeah, it was just weird. The whole dynamic was kind of weird. There was one part where I missed that we had... I think this is kind of when it changed a little bit too. I'm very, like you said earlier in the episode, I'm very much like stick to schedules and plans. Yeah. And we follow them. So I had picked a day for grocery shopping. I was grocery shopping for everybody. Like yeah. my sister and then I was feeding the host anything that I cooked. Uh, that was kind of like my thank you. You know yeah. what I mean? That I'll cook. And so I needed my sister there because... I'm not picking out her treats or her snacks or the extras that she's wanting to eat. Mm-hmm. You pick those out, I'll buy them. But that's the deal. Yeah. You have to come with me. I'm not your errand boy. Yeah. You know, so everybody was, she was like, oh, well, I need to go grocery shopping too. And I was like, okay, we'll go this Saturday. Like, we'll just, or not Saturday, we'll go whatever date it was. And we'll take one trip down there and we'll spend a couple hours, blah, blah, blah. Well, her plans changed. And then my sister went along with her plan to get her nails done. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Go get your nails done, but I'm picking you up from the salon when you're done. Yeah. And we're going to go grocery shopping and still stick to the plan because yeah. then we're not going to have a dinner for tonight mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? Because, like I said, it's 30 minutes away. Yeah. Like you can't just drive down <clears throat> and or drive down the street for a quick meal. Yeah. You know, that's not how it works here. So... That really upset her because I stuck to it and I went and picked up my sister after getting her nails done and we went grocery shopping. And I think that really like pissed her off. But I'm like, I told her, I was like, we had a plan. Like you wanted to go get your nails done, which is fine. We still went along with that. Like everybody got their cake and ate it too. Yeah. But I think that really upset her. I don't know. About the time that you were taking a nap and got woken up. We're not there yet. Positive Educational Training is an affordable monthly subscription that helps groomers like us transform our business and take you and your business to the next level. How can you get to the next level? Easy. You can watch all previous workshops and have access to upcoming monthly workshops. As someone who has personally subscribed and purchased one of the offered grouped programs, I can honestly say I thoroughly enjoy the fire it has lit under my ass. Go to our website and click on our sponsor tab to change your future. (laughs) We're not there yet. So, okay, that was a little backtrack. So now we're back um, from Christmas and we have Harvey. Um, and so I, this is when I started getting sicker on the shots and this is kind of like, we kind of think back at it. Like that was a little bit of foreshadowing what was going to happen 
yeah after retrieval. you didn't know if it was like just the travel just getting to you it and was the shots because endo. some women get sick on the shots mm-hmm. but i had been fine like the whole time leading up to doing ivf i thought the hormones was going to be the hardest part it was actually the birth control that was the hardest part the hormone shots i was completely fine like i mm-hmm. didn't have breakdowns like i was actually even keeled and like yeah was myself but the birth control, I was, like, a completely different person. Yeah. Um, but so we're coming to the end of shots. I'm getting sick. And so Harvey and I went to go do his thing on the Saturday before retrieval. And so I came home. He had to do, we had to do a little thing, you know, his last time. (laughs) (laughs) Which was really shitty for him because we were doing it in the bed that me and my sister have been sleeping in together. Yeah. And he's like, I can't be on that side. (laughs) (laughs) There's a floor. Her room is really small. Neither of us would have fit on the floor (laughs) between the bed Mm. and the wall. So... You know, and, like, I couldn't, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to have sex, like. Yeah. Because of the ovaries. And so, you know, he's like, I can't do this. It was so hard for him. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I feel so dirty. But so, I fell asleep because it had been a really long day and I was just not feeling good. And so, they were out to give us privacy because she knew that Harvey needed to have his last prescribed release yeah (laughs) and so um so she knew so she comes back it's like five o'clock and like they're really loud and they didn't know I was sleeping and so I kind of like get stirred up awake a little bit and so like she comes in and she's like "Uh, where's Vanessa and like Harvey's like oh you know she's taking a nap and she's like oh well she kind of needs to get up (laughs) Like, it's dinner time, and I'm thinking, like, oh, this is a joke. Like, some people try and be funny, and it doesn't come off that way, but I'm thinking that's what she's trying to do. And she's like, it's dinner time. She's got to cook for us. And everybody kind of, like, laughs it off. But then she keeps going and going, and she keeps telling Harvey to, like, go wake me up. Like, go wake Vanessa up. He comes and wakes me up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But I'm really good at pretending and he was, like, doing, like, a half-ass try. Like, he wasn't really even trying. It was just so... Like, I am up, but I'm not fucking moving. Yeah. No, no, no. I, he didn't even know I was awake. I'm Te- really... Texting us at the same time? Yes. <laughs> when he walked in, I shoved my phone in the under the bed covers, and I just pretended like I was sleeping. Yeah. Um, But, so he, like, kind of comes in to, like, try and wake me up. I think it was mostly to just get her off his back. Being like, go wake her up. She needs to cook for us. Like, it's dinner time. And I'm just, like, beside myself in the room by myself listening. And it's going on for, like, 20 minutes of just, like, she needs to get up. Go wake her up. How, when, you know, when is she going to wake up? Like, boo-hoo, she doesn't feel good. And I'm just, like... She's already acting pregnant. Like, I believe she actually said something along yeah, that line. Yeah, you text us that. Yeah. You're like, I can't believe this yeah i am just like i don't remember all the things she said so if you remember something specifically i just remember that because i was like that is so rude you have been traveling for like two weeks straight yeah you deserve a nap every adult deserves a nap occasionally i hadn't napped that whole time i was there yeah and i'm fucking exhausted 
I just drove 15 hours. And you're not in feeling like good. Two days, exactly. I'm not feeling good. And we just got back from Mexico. So it's like, it had been go, go, go. And I just passed out after giving the worst blowjob of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it was so exhausting. And so, like, I just fell asleep. I was so done. And to listen to someone. She needs to make us dinner. Yeah. Why is she tired? She's already acting. She's already acting pregnant. She's not pregnant yet. Come on. Yeah. And then I, like, went into the bathroom because I was waiting. If I could have, I would have just wrote it out until dinner was ready. And then I would have, but I had to pee so bad that I had to get up. And I knew as soon as I opened the door, she was, because Harvey finally did. He was like, it's okay, I'll cook. And she was like, no, we'll we'll just fend for ourselves. And Harvey's like, Vanessa's going to need something to eat when she wakes up. So it's fine, I'll cook. Yeah. And then she's just kind of like, oh, well, like, insinuating, like, do you know how to cook? Because he's a man. And he's like, I cook at home. She knows how to cook, too. I mean, if she's hungry and clearly you should not be bothered, three adults can fend for themselves. And in a sense that they figure it out. They can also make each other dinner or make you dinner to be nice. Exactly. Knowing that you went through a The recipe was, like, right on the refrigerator. Oh, my God. I made it foolproof. And so I had to get up, and she finally, she hears me open the door. And I hear her go, oh, Harvey, she's up, she's up, she's up. You don't have to cook. And I am just like, this is when the shaking and the angry tears start flowing. And, like, I am angry crying in the bathroom knowing that I can't really do anything because I'm supposed to be grateful. I'm supposed to be super appreciative. All the things. And but like, you're tired. Like, not get in a fight where... I have to stay in a hotel that I can't afford. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to just, like, let it happen. And I know the moment she sees me, she's not going to say anything. She's going to stop immediately because she doesn't want the confrontation. Yeah. And she likes to talk that shit, though. Yes. Major shit. Like, I can't hear. And so, of course, that's what happens. I get out of the bathroom after composing myself and just being like, you can do this. Because Harvey's, I can hear them in there prepping. Because I texted my sister. I was like, can you go help him, please? Like, what are you doing? You've been helping me prep, like, all fucking week. Like, yeah. Come on. Come on. And so I am, like, angry texting Harvey. And he's like, I don't understand what's going on. And my angry texting my sister. And she's like, I don't understand what's going on. And so I am just, like, beside myself that this person is, like, boohoo that she's fucking sick. From shots that you've seen me be taking for a week. And, like, I just got back from driving 15 plus the Mexico trip in several days. So it's like, don't boo-hoo me. Like, the one time I've been cooking this whole fucking time, no questions asked. Like, grocery shopping for you and, like, doing things. Like... I am grateful, but let me take a fucking nap. Exactly. Like, I haven't... Like, I haven't dropped the ball. You know what I mean? I've been, like, I haven't dropped the ball with you, so I don't understand where this animosity is coming from. And so, really, I was just, like, fucking crying in the bathroom. And so, I come out, and I go, I just walk straight by her. I don't look at her. I don't say nothing. And walk into the kitchen, and then she comes in, like, oh, are you feeling better? Like, Harvey was saying that you were sick, and, like, trying to act like she was fucking worried. And I am just like, 
I'm fine. Yeah, I'm doing so much better. That nap was really what I needed. I was, like, kind of not feeling good today. And blah, blah, blah. And she's just, like, pretending as if she just wasn't throwing a hissy fit about food. And I'm just, like, never again. Like, this is never again. Never. (laughs) (laughs) But so that was kind of, like, the big explosion. And I couldn't even do anything about it. Yeah. Even though I really wanted to. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. There's not much. No. Because it's just going to continue. Yeah. So, and then Harvey is just like, he didn't believe me about kind of like the passive aggressiveness and the um, they never manipulation. Believe. And then he finally seeing it. And I'm like, I told you, like, this is what I've been dealing with. This is not, she's not putting on a show for you. Because she was a little saucy. Like, when we were eating dinner with Harvey, and, like, she was just saucy towards us. And I'm like, I don't understand where this is coming from. Can't you just flat out say to my face, you're ready for us to leave? Right? Like, there's... I think it was the Christmas thing. Like, that really offended her that we left. And... Well, you gotta stick to your schedule. Exactly. Not just that, but it's like, you had plans. Like, we don't know your cousins. Like, we're not going over there. I told her from the beginning, if we weren't going to my parents' house, we were going to go to my grandparents' house. They're, like, an hour away. Yeah. So, like, it's not that I wasn't being truthful with her. I was, I, so I don't understand where all of this, like, anger towards me came from. But I just had to, like, let it roll off my back. Yeah. And if somebody was, like, flat out saying... I don't have many visitors, and I would love for you to stay with me for Christmas. It would make my day. Mm-hmm. Would that change your plans? Maybe. But did she yeah. actually ask to hang out with you for Christmas? No, there was never an ask. It was more of, this is what we're doing. And then I was like, actually, that's not, not what, we're, what we're doing. <laughs> we're leaving. Sorry. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, if it was, I'm not going to go hang out with people that I've never met before especially during this time. Like, the only things that I was doing in between, you know, my appointments was going to the grocery store. I think she just has some weird expectations. She did, and that... And then she was obviously not clear about anything. No, I was, like, the clearest person there. (laughs) Um, But so, anyways, okay, so that was that, and then I took my trigger shot, which is the HCG shot. And so I have polycystic ovarian syndrome, PCOS for short. And so on paper, because I worked really, really hard to put my PCOS in remission, I don't have PCOS and I don't have cysts. So I think it was forgotten that I had PCOS. Your blood work doesn't actually say you have PCOS, even though you have or had PCOS. Well, it still have, like, I still yes. have it. No, I know, but on paper, it doesn't paper, look like you no. have anything. Because on paper, I'm a normal person. Because yeah. I worked really hard on changing my hormones. Yeah. And for four years, because I knew that was going to help with fertility. And so, I think it was easily forgotten. And then when you look at me, I don't scream PCOS, because unfortunately, there is a stereotype. And you can have PCOS at 100 pounds, and you can have PCOS at 600 pounds. Yeah. And all the weights in between. So there's no one specific standard, but to a doctor, unfortunately, there's they signals. correlate PCOS with heavy weight. Yeah. And high testosterone levels. Well, that's normal, but just because you're heavy 
you don't doesn't mean you have PCOS. Those don't correlate. Yeah. It 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 doesn't correlate one hundred percent. Like just because you've been heavy your whole life doesn't mean you're gonna have it. When I was tiny my whole life, and then I got bigger in my early late twenties. That's when my <laughs> early late twenties. <laughs> yeah. When I which no mid twenties I got bigger. My early early twenties I was tiny, and then I like blew up out of nowhere. And that was because my PCOS was acting up. So it doesn't fucking always correlate. But anyways, so I look good on paper and that's what doctors look at. Yeah. So after my retrieval, I retrieved 30 eggs, which he thought we were only going to retrieve 18. Which is like three years of ovulation right there. It's fucking insane. So, th- 30 you, eggs. You dropped it like it was hot. I did. It was, the, like like I said, it was the only thing I was good at ever in my whole life. <laughs> until it wasn't. So, then I got, so I got the 30 eggs. 12 were doing great. And 8 were doing amazing. And it, only the 8 survived. So, we have 8 embryos, which is super exciting. Um, and the plan was, right after retrieval, then I would do... Um, a fresh transfer within three to five days to let them grow. And, well, that didn't happen because I woke up from my anesthesia the day of the retrieval, and he told me that I had um, ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome, um, which I'm going to be referring to as OHSS because that's a mouthful. Um, And so I was like, okay. And he was like, so just drink, you know, um, lots of electrolytes and eat tons of salt. So what's OHSS? It's where your ovaries, so this, the trigger shot makes your ovaries ready to release the eggs. And so they're kind of like opening up a little bit. And so when they release them, then the ovaries are still open and, or retrieve the eggs, the, um, ovaries are still open. So what that does is now you have fluid leaking into your body from your ovaries and you can, I think everybody pretty much gets OHSS. It just depends on the severity because your body usually absorbs the fluids that are leaking from your ovaries and you just piss it out like a fucking normal person. Yeah. Well, I'm not normal. Apparently. I am not a normal person and nothing ever works for me. Okay. <laughs> I get great news followed up by, oh, by the way, shit news. That's how my life has always fucking worked. Okay. <laughs> Literally can never have anything shiny for a split second because something happens it just is the way the cookie crumbles for me so he kind of made it seem like it was no big deal and I guess probably for most it's not it's for most it is not and so I'm waking up from anesthesia he's telling this to me and I'm still in excruciating pain yeah I'm just like now I'm high off my ass but like my uterus hurt so bad. Yeah. So they had to give me more medicine. Mm-hmm. And well, that wasn't working. <laughs> but they just sent me home anyways. And they gave... Mexico is like... I thought they were known for like the easy access to painkillers. But holy fuck, all of the pain meds that I have had from Mexico are shit. Like, So it's probably like easy access, but shitty pain meds. Yeah, they gave And me- you can't leave with them. No, unless they're prescribed. So this is the day of the retrieval, and so we're on our way to our pharmacy to get, like, 
my antibiotic and my pain med that was yeah. like fucking nothing. Yeah. And so, and Vanessa, I remembered, had asked me for something from a pharmacy. And it was. Like, hold on, hold on. And I'm, I tell Harvey, I was like, babe, can you get Vanessa Trimadol? And he was like, what's Trimadol? And I'm like, it's like a pain relief medicine. And he was like, okay. So he goes in and they just give it to him. Trimadol is a painkiller. So it's a really potent painkiller. <laughs> yeah. Like fentanyl style painkiller. It's high up there. And what she really wanted was retinol for your face. Face cream. <laughs> and I'm still high. And so Harvey's like, are we going to be able to get this through the border? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm still really fucked up. I'm like, oh, no, I, I don't. I, I mean, fine. I guess I'll take it. But that's not what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, we got two bottles for $80. I'm like, it's $12. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm like, what did you get? Got a tramadol? <laughs> what? I said retinol. Yeah, I'm like, I got us some class A drugs. drugs. Oh my god. So we're on our way back to the border. <laughs> <laughs> we're on our way. And I'm feeling good-ish. I'm still in a little bit of pain. But we're on our way to Ote Mesa. And it seems like anytime I personally cross the border, there's always something that goes wrong. So if you haven't noticed, almost with every border story, something has gone wrong. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, other than the San Ysidro, but that took four to five hours. So that's in the group of going wrong, I think. Yeah. Um, but this time, it goes really wrong. <laughs> So we get through, right? And they're like, you have to declare if you have alcohol, tobacco, medications. And we're like, yeah, we've got fertility meds and Tremadol. And he, they're like, do you have a prescription for that Tremadol? And we're like, no. <laughs> do we need one? <laughs> and they're like, yep. We're going to have to send you through check. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> And I am just like, oh my god. They're like, you can't bring that over. And I'm trying to give it to them. They're like, we can't take it. Oh, like, no. We can't take that from you. You're like, you didn't know? That's what it I was, was a saying. mistake. Did you tell them the whole mistake? Yeah, like, it was like, it's a mistake, officer. It's a mistake. And We got the wrong medication. And they're just like, too bad. Like, you have to go through because now it's trafficking. Like, <laughs> so we have to go through to make sure, you know, that our story's legit. Thankfully, they believed us. But the guy was so fucking kosher with us. He's like, look, I cannot take it from you. Because once I dispose of it, it will go on your record. That you were trying to bring drugs over the border. And that no matter where you go, you'll always have to get strip searched. Oh my god. And I am shaking. Harvey is like boiling and like kind of arguing with the officer and I'm like what the hell babe like chill out the dude is like trying to do us a favor and he's just so mad at me because I was the one that wanted to buy it the tremadol and, <laughs> and the officer was like you have to go back over to Mexico and dispose of it and I'm like we're like okay fuck and 
Like, it goes down to, like, your children, too. Yeah. So, and where he's like, I can't even let you get out of your car and walk across the border. Because there's, like, a little walking area to go across. Yeah. And so he's like, I can't even let you dispose of it over there in trash cans at their border. He's like, because if I see you doing it, then I have to make, like, move things forward. So he's like, you have to completely go back to the other side of the border. And I'm, we're like, fuck. Okay. So we go back over. And we had gotten through in like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. Now the line's longer. Yeah. And we have to go through it another hour and 45 minutes. So at the Ote Mesa, it's kind of like a little outlet area. And so you can get out and like buy tacos and liquor, exchange your pesos and go to the bathroom they have like little stores there yeah and so i get out to go flush these pills down the toilet because we just flipped a bitch and went right back into the borderline yeah and it's in in a residential area so there's no like outdoor trash cans and then i'm thinking like what if a child gets a hold of these or you know what if someone overdoses on it like I don't want that on my conscience yeah like, I will literally as a person with anxiety would think about those pills for the rest of my life yeah in that bin <laughs> so I decide let's just flush the pills yeah so I'm like stuffing them in my pocket you know with the bottles and stuff so it doesn't look nobody has any clue as to what's going on but you're just dumb you're just going over every <laughs> I, am. I don't want to look sketch because they have their police yeah. You know, over by the border. and You I'm don't want to get caught by their police either. No, you know, because I don't have a prescription and <laughs> I'm like freaking out inside. So, you know, thankfully I have a big fluffy jacket and I just walk in. I go to the bathroom. And in Mexico, you don't flush. Well, at least in this area, you don't flush the toilet paper down the toilet. And I just assume because they have bad sewage lines... So, you know, I'm flushing, trying to flush the to- the toilet and the pills. It'll flush some of the pills and then pop them back up. And then, so I put the other bottle in. I'm like, okay. I'm the- now you're contaminating their water and everybody's ODing. <laughs> I know. And so I'm just like freaking out because the pills aren't flushing. And then I put the bottles in the trash can and I was going to cover it with toilet paper. So I go to grab toilet paper. There's no fucking toilet paper. And I'm looking at the bin, and I'm like, I have to cover these bottles. And I have to cover the pills that I just threw in there. With the shit toilet paper? And so I just reach my hand down in, Ah! and I'm touching other people's used toilet paper to cover the pills. And Ah! I am just, like, beside myself, shaking and just freaking out and so i'm scooping the pills out of the toilet the mexico <laughs> toilet and i'm throwing the pills in the trash can and covering the pills up with the used toilet paper and i am just like this is my life right now working for the cartels <laughs> hard huh <laughs> and so i scrub my hands like three times no joke and i just get back in the car and i'm just like I'm so done with that day already, and I'm in pain, and so after that whole ordeal, we have to drive home. Yeah. And that was one of the most painful drives that I've had, but so we got over the border, and it was the same dude. 
that gave us the break. Did you tell them the whole story, what you did? No. How- <laughs> no, 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 no. No. And Harvey picked up tequila, and we didn't declare it. So oh, the- my God. He didn't give us a chance. The dude was so talkative. He was just chit-chatty. And I'm like, Harvey, I tried to say it. Harvey tried to say it, and he kept cutting us off. And then he was like, okay, have a good day. So we had. So he never actually, like, he knew he knew you messed up. Yeah. But, like, if you wanted to take the tramadol, you could have probably just put it back in your suitcase. Yeah. And you wouldn't have had to put your hand down. Yeah. Shit toilet paper. Yeah. In, oh, and it's a women's bathroom, I'm assuming. So it's. Yeah. It's women's shit and women's... Yeah, he didn't check anything. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> Isn't it so fucked up? But like, knowing my luck... If Fucking we... retinol! I just, <laughs> I like skincare. It's cheaper down there and you can get a high percentage of it. Oh my god. Yeah. And it's not considered And I almost a like fucking went to jail forever for sure apparently he didn't want you to go to jail that's where pretty privilege does come into play and you got so lucky oh my god and he knew you weren't going to jail he knew you weren't going to jail oh he could see all over my face that i was petrified yeah like i was so petrified i was like please we don't want it i'm literally trying to shove it into his face He's like, ma'am, I can't take it. And I'm like, but we don't want it. I swear. Like, it's fine. We can just throw it away. And he was like, I understand, but I can't take it <laughs> unless you want a record. Oh, my God. I know. But, ugh, it was so bad. I remember you texting. Well, you texted me that whole day. Like, that whole day you were texting me. And now it got a little scary because on the ride home you were in a lot of pain and were like oh lay down in the back seat yeah so we had to go back home that night yeah um because harvey had to work and uh we were just gonna come back together for the implantation yeah you know later that week and so i saw you the next day right Ooh, yeah i, I did did you yeah. yes yes because my housekeepers came mm-hmm. yeah that's right so, basically, so I'm in pain the whole drive home. Like, this is a miserable, miserable ride home. And I'm not peeing. And so, it was just miserable. Like, I'm peeing, but it's like a trickle, which isn't normal. Yeah. And my stomach is slowly bloating and getting bigger. But, supposedly, that happens right after retrieval and you just eat a lot of salt and electrolytes. And yeah. your body will just absorb it and it goes away. Well, that wasn't happening for me. It kept getting worse. So then the next day, I was still in pain. And their pain medication, like, doesn't do nothing. Like, I swear. It was just a vitamin. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what is this? I guess we're just so used to, like, getting the good shit here in the States. It's all the same shit. It's just, they're not giving you the same shit. No, like, this was just, I think it was just, like, a pain reliever. Yeah, like... You're but it get- said it was a painkiller online. Okay. okay, well. But no painkiller that I've ever fucked had. Oh, my God. Like, it didn't really do anything. Yeah. It was so strange. But anyway, so it's getting worse. And I'm texting my doctor, and he's like, it should just get better. Keep eating, keep drinking. And I'm doing all the things until I can't do all the things. And I'm getting bigger. And, like, bigger. I'm peeing less. And... 
not doing very well and my stomach's getting bigger I'm not able to eat as much and I'm telling him like this isn't good like this is what's going on and he's like just keep doing the things keep doing the things even you guys were saying keep doing the things like just it'll go away and it wasn't going away and then it was getting harder to breathe and so then out of like nowhere it kind of like just quickly went downhill and I went to the emergency room because I felt like I was going to explode and I hadn't been peeing and it had been I think three to four days of no peeing like it was just trickles and I'm still trying to put fluids into my body and make sure that I'm staying hydrated so I'm sending like pictures I'm documenting like how my body is changing and it looked it literally looked like I was Violet from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Like, I fucking blew up. So, by the end of all of this, I weighed 157 pounds. And I went into it, like, at 143. It was fucking insane. So, my body's just holding the fluids. So, I go to the emergency room. The first time, they just, like, it was nothing. It was a waste of time. They did all the tests. I'm telling them exactly what's wrong with me how to fix it and they're not listening to me and they just tell me I have a bladder infection and keep drinking which you can still have yes but you can also have OHSS Uh uh-huh no I knew I had it that's the thing I had yeah the doctor yeah the doctor told you but these doctors here in the states were like meh bladder infection you're fine just keep drinking water the fluids will absorb okay whatever so they just give me an antibiotic we go home trying to do the things, drinking electrolytes, eating salty-ass foods. And then by 11 p.m., I am in just so much pain, just excruciating. I'm freaking out, thinking I'm going to explode because these fluids are literally not leaving my body. And so we go back to the emergency room. You're like, I'm fucking dying. Yeah, I am, like, dying. I'm I'm not there yet. I'm just, like... It's hurting. It's hurting, like, not yet. And then we go to the emergency room, and they finally do an ultrasound, and the doctor's like, okay, yeah, you have fluid in your stomach. And I'm like, okay, well, can you... That's probably all the fluid I've been drinking, Right? I'm like, can you drain it or give me a catheter or something? And they straight up tell me no, and that I need to go to Mexico, (gasps) and that I'm out of their league and just go to my fertility doctor. Wow. And I'm just like, you have to be fucking kidding me. And I'm shot up on dilated like lisa gave you painkillers for this one yeah but i was dry heaving the whole time yeah it's rough stuff is rough and so that experience is really shitty so then the next day we just pick up and go and i am just like literally wanting to end everything that must have been a horrible drive it took us six seven hours just to, being in pain. Just to get to Mexico when it's a five-hour drive mm-hmm. because I was stopping every 30 minutes to try and pee because I would get the feeling of having to pee. Yeah, that's the that's the, the bladder infection. Yeah, and then nothing would come out. Yeah. And so I was fucking terrified. And then my fertility doctor is like, just come down here. And I don't think he thought it was as serious as what it was. So I'm like, just end it. Like, I'm literally like, if I had a bottle of pills, I'd just fucking take it right now. Like, this is, I was in excruciating pain. And then so 
we get down, my fertility doctor's like, okay, you have tons of fluid in your stomach, we're gonna drain it. So he like cancels his whole day and at the facility he drains it because I'm literally like dry heaving because literally I have all this fluid in my stomach, like in my abdomen. It's not even my stomach. Yeah, it's just it's in the your abdomen. body. And every time I move, it slushes around and I can feel it, and I get motion sickness really easily. Yeah. So my body is giving me motion sickness. <laughs> it's not funny. And it's not, but I am literally, every step I take, I'm like, I need, I'm dry heaving. Just like, in this poor little, it's not a huge facility, but it's not a tiny facility yeah. either. And so there are women there like trying to do their fertility shit and there's this chick in the background just like oh my god and like freaking out and like my poor nurse is on edge and she's so like she's like i can't prick you anymore because at the emergency room with the ohss it constricts your veins because you're i don't have proteins in them to keep them open and like grab the the fluids and get them out like yeah that's what the ohss is doing while my ovaries are still leaking and so just everything i had like everything with this ohss Mm -hmm. and so the er fucking pricked me on both hands both of the insides of my um elbow creases and because they weren't able to get in so they're like fucking poking the shit out of me and, like, I'm trying not to dry. It was just all bad. Um, so we get... So the nurse is trying to find a place to poke me. And she poked me a total of four times. And so I literally just look like a pincushion. Um, so she finally gets it in and then gives me my anti-nausea medicine, like intravenous. And so I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Yeah, those hit nice. They do. Yeah. And really quickly. So I finally go down... And they pump me, and it's just, like, a bloody mixture. Like, I've seen other women's fluid that comes out of their stomach, and it's, like, a a, a light beer color. Yeah. You know, a little ambery. It uh, has was, a little bit of water, a little bit of acid. Yeah, it looks... Whatever your body is deciding to make at that moment. Yeah, it looks, like, not too bad of a fluid. Yeah. But then you look at... Pussy. Pussy. Oh, what? So, um, mine looks nothing like theirs. No, it was bloody. It was bloody. It was thick and gross. And so, I'm like in this group, okay? I love groups. I, I love know you do. Facebook groups. So, I found like the only OHSS Facebook group. And so, I'm like putting my story in there and they're like, you need to go to the hospital. <laughs> like, why did your doctor like send you home because my symptoms came immediately back i had relief for maybe an hour or two yeah and then symptoms straight back because he was like make sure to drink lots of fluids and eat salts and then that same night that he drained me i was back in the emergency room because i was dry heaving again and was just sick and in pain and i couldn't do anything but like cry and just he we were like fuck we have to go so we go to the emergency room in tj and get admitted it happens to be a really good hospital um they have a fertility clinic there at the hospital and it's a non-covid hospital which was really cool 
So if you have COVID, you get tossed out. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> we have the non-COVID emergency rooms here, but obviously they didn't help you. Um, no, they helped me. Here? You, oh, here? Yeah. No, they didn't help me at all. Yeah. Yeah. No. Here was a fucking joke. But, um, so there, thankfully this guy was super kind because he can see that we were just in a state of panic and I'm keeled over. You and, were having a hard time breathing. You were texting yeah. me every like 20 minutes, like how much pain and swelling you were in. It was horrible. You looked like you were already eight months pregnant. Yeah. And yeah, so the fluid was pushing up on my diaphragm and on my lungs. So like I couldn't really breathe very well. Um, talking with anything was exhausting. And like, if I were to lay just in any position, I couldn't breathe. Like there was no such thing as taking a full breath. Um, the only time I got any form of relief was standing, but that was still painful in itself as well. So like I was just getting hit from all points. Um, so we get to the hospital, this super cool guy translates for us. Um, and since we don't have insurance, it's all cash only, whatever, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> You're dying. Yeah. So they immediately, like this place was so quick, mm-hmm. like immediately as I sat down in the chair, someone was in front of me with a wheelchair pulling me into the emergency area. And can I just say everybody at this hospital was fucking gorgeous. <laughs> Like, like, I know you're like, hey, I'm dying, guys, but the nurses are really hot. Yeah, like, they're so hot, and the doctors were super, like, attractive, and they had a lot of women doctors, and a lot of, like, it was just crazy. It was just so different, you know? They were young. They were all young. The Mm. only old doctor I came across was the ultrasound doctor. And they're not techs, they're doctors. I'm going to get to that. It was so crazy. Um, but so immediately they listen to what I have to say. And he's like, okay, let me touch your stomach. He's like, okay, I can feel all the fluid. And I can feel that your bladder is really full. I'm going to put a catheter in since you're not peeing. And okay, like they haven't even put my IV in yet. They haven't run any blood work yet. He's literally just listening to what I have to say checking it everything doing. he's doing is based on relief it's not gonna hurt to do no, and it's good exactly. that they did it right exactly. away exactly which our system is completely backwards it's blood work and testing first and then you finally get to talk to it oh doctor. no i know i was in the waiting room for three and a half hours having a, a gallbladder attack i didn't know what was going on in my life yeah three and a half hours writhing in pain and once I got relief, I couldn't even give them any answers. I passed out. Yeah. Because they just immediately pump you with drugs. They don't want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> but so immediately he's listening to me. He puts the catheter in, which let me tell you, that fucking hurt. Well, you're gonna, if you ever have a C-section, you have to have it yeah. done. And he, I'm like, you're not even going to buy me like flowers, dinner. <laughs> you're just going to fucking shove that shit up there. And he's just like laughing because when I am in that much pain I am just like dark humor like I'd have to my form of release is through comedy and anyway and I deflect by making jokes that is 
what I do. So like, I'm, how is Harvey really going to know if you're dying? If you're cracking <laughs> jokes and he's like, what do, what do you want me to do? Like, am I supposed to take you seriously right now? Are you in a lot of pain? You look like you're going to die. Am yeah. I losing my wife tonight because you're laughing in the corner? Exactly. And I think that's why people don't 100% take me seriously. Oh, no. I, because I'm dying, but I'm laughing yeah like i am in so much pain that i just need to let it out in humor yeah and And it gets real dark and it does and the nurse like they're just like laughing so hard um but anyway so he shoves the catheter in that shit fucking hurts and instantly i'm like feeling relief like i am peeing which having a catheter and peeing is like the weirdest thing (laughs) it feels like you're pushing peeing you know what i mean but like you're not it's just i don't know it's the weirdest fucking it's thing. the greatest thing when you're in the hospital and you can't move yes oh yeah it's the greatest thing i automatically peed like two liters yeah wow and he was like when was the last time you peed peed and i was like seven days ago like that's how long it's been and he's like and you went to the emergency room and i was like yeah <laughs> but so anyway so i get the catheter in and my fertility specialist shows up, Dr. Sanchez. And so he sees me in the hospital in my, like, state. And he's just like, okay, this is serious now. Because it kind of seemed like he was pushing it off. Yeah. And I'm like, no, this is serious. And he's like, mm, you'll be fine. And then... Because, again, it's not... It's something that happens a lot, but yeah. it doesn't happen a lot to that extent. You don't usually see severe cases no. of OHSS. And so it starts to get worse because the fluid... I'm not peeing and I have a catheter in. Once I got that bulk out, then... You would think there would be, like, more of a flow yeah. of your body. My body wasn't producing anything, and it was really dark brown pee. Like, it was really dark. It was gross. And so I'm not peeing, and I'm in the hospital, just, like, on IV, freaking out. You know, I'm uncomfortable. You have this language barrier, but it's not horrible. Yeah. Um, and I am just in pain and like their pain meds that they're giving me aren't working yeah like i don't know what it is because i don't take painkillers so So you would think they would hit harder so you'd think or you could just be in that immense amount of pain that the painkillers can only do so much maybe possibly there is that you know because i don't when i have my endometriosis flare-ups painkillers don't do anything because it hits the nervous system Mm -hmm. and not your muscles so maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But, or I just have like a really high pain tolerance. But I'm literally, I feel like I'm dying. Like my stomach, there is a point where it felt like it was going to explode. Like my abdomen Yeah. felt like it was tearing me apart. Like I could feel fibers coming apart. But I wasn't, nothing was actually happening. But there was just so much fluid. So they do their ultrasound. And he was like, I had all three of my doctors in there. I had my fertility specialist. I had um, my ER doctor. And then I had the uh, ultrasound doctor. He's I, usually their text for us. But he is an actual doctor. And he knows about fertility. And so 
it was just really cool to be able to listen to them all collaborating. I didn't understand what they were saying, but it was really cool to kind of like see that dynamic. Yeah. And I had fluids on the side of my body. I had fluids in my stomach. Um, and then later on, my fluids started moving into other unattractive areas. <laughs> it, it was so bad. Um, but so that was really cool. And then, like, you get to hear, like, right after while they're looking at you, then they clue you in and let you know, okay, yes, we're finding fluid here. Like, they talk you through your ultrasound, and you get to see everything right then and there. And I'm like, that doesn't happen, like, here in the States. I'm like, that's so cool, you know, for a hospital to do that. And then the fact that my fertility specialist is not affiliated with that hospital, and he was able to sign on to be my doctor. Yeah. I'm like, that's really cool. So, but then they, so I'm like dying, you know. Yeah. And my body is not absorbing fluids. They're trying to, you know, figure out a plan. And I'm not eating. I'm not peeing. Even with the catheter in, it's. Yeah. It it was already supposed to be a waiting game anyway. Yeah. But now they're like, well, whoa. Yeah. Now it's not fixing itself. Yeah. (laughs) She's still in pain. She's still getting bigger. And nothing is working. Just having her here on IV drip is not working. Yeah. So he puts me on this protein drip. And it's like two to three bottles per hour for four hours I have to be on it and they're just pumping me with saline and it gets to the point where I am like you gotta in take some of it out so much pain I'm like you need to remove this fluid from me like you need to do fucking something and I didn't feel like anybody was listening to me and I'm literally telling Harvey like if I die you don't have to go through with the IVF like <laughs> You could scrap my eggs and you can find someone else. I'm like, be happy. And my husband is like, why are you talking this way? Like, you're not going to die. He was so stressed out and emotional. But you literally are dying. It fucking feels like it. My body is not functioning. It's not doing what it's supposed to be doing. And it's just falling apart. Yeah, it almost felt like never-ending. We were terrified over on the side, too. Me it was never-ending. Me and Chris were like, is she still in the hospital? Yeah, she's still in the hospital. There's no, there was no let-up. Like, Mm-mm. there's always an ending to something. And it's usually, like, good or, like, oh, my God. Yeah. And it was just, like, constant. Yeah. You're just constantly getting bigger and then they train you, and then you're getting bigger. And it's like, well, obviously they can't do that forever. What is the solution? What is the end yeah. game? And then you're like, as long know. as my organs aren't failing. <laughs> Which that was a possibility because your kidneys yes. can start getting infected. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then something with your liver. I don't remember what happens to the liver, but that's a possibility. And so, like, I am freaking out. And, like, I'm posting my story in this group and they're like, oh my god, like, he was fucking posted. I got into an argument with a lady because she wasn't listening to what I was saying. She just keeps saying, well, just drink electrolytes and eat salt. And I'm like, honey. I'm in the hospital. I'm they're the pumping me with electrolytes. Exactly. And my body is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Just because I'm ingesting those things doesn't mean my body is functioning properly. Yeah. Electrolytes and salty foods isn't going to fix me. I'm beyond that now, sweetheart. <laughs> like, back up. Like, I know what I'm Just saying. give me those, like, non-realistic, like, those, 
like, I'll send you my prayers, but you're not, you know, they're not really sending you anything. Exactly. And I'm just like, don't argue with someone who's in the hospital experiencing this shit first fucking hand. Like, I'm not being dramatic. They literally just pulled out blood from my abdomen and I'm not pissing. Like, yeah, don't argue with me, ho. Like, you don't know my situation. So it finally starts to slowly work. And so I was in the, the big giant protein drip. Yeah, the giant protein drip and diuretics. So they put me on the protein first to open up my veins so they start absorbing the fluids. And then they give me a diuretic to force my body to start urinating out the fluids. And so I'm still on a catheter, but it, it's getting better, but my urine is still really dark. Yeah. And it's just because my body, even though. They were, I was on saline. My body wasn't absorbing that saline. So my urine was still just fucking gold yellow. Yeah. And, uh, but then it started to clear up. To clear up. Look more like pee. Look more like pee, but I'm still like super bloated and like in pain. And the doctor didn't want to re-drain me because you can only drain someone so much. Um, And so... I can't remember his reason. He gave a reason, though, as to why. I think because he does it goes through vaginally, and he didn't want to have to open me up to put the things in, I think. The drain um, the drain tubes? Yeah. Yeah. So, and he wanted to see if my body would fix itself, Yeah. Well, it's, it's better. Anytime they open you up or put a tube in you, you run the risk of infection, which you're already, like, yeah. going through a bladder infection anyway. Yeah. So, it's like, no, let's, you might not want to add to it. Yeah. So I was in the hospital for three days, two nights, and the food, though, <laughs> the food was amazing. Like, they actually give you real fucking food out here. Like, they gave me chicken breast with, like, a fucking sauce on it, beans and for breakfast with, like, an eggs and ham, and, like, I felt so bad because I think they thought I didn't like their food because I wasn't eating. I ate five bites, maybe one or two meals for three days. Like, I could not eat. Because if I ate, then that's when I would be in more pain. Yeah. Because it was putting pressure, the fluid would put pressure on my stomach or vice versa, which would cause, like, excruciating pain. Because um, I had fluid, literally my whole torso was fluid except for my lungs. and But the fluid would put pressure on my lungs and my diaphragm. So I was just fluid, like everywhere. My ankles started getting fluid in them. I could feel like my hands getting fluid in them. Like it was fucking scary. Like I couldn't get up by myself. There was no, like me getting up alone was impossible. I kept telling Harvey I felt like I was on my 600-pound life. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I got the text message when you were grocery shopping. Because, like, I, you know, they travel in the back of the car. Laying down. down, And so that was me. And then I can't get up on my own. And they can't get up on their own. So I'm like, I feel like I'm on this show. What did he say? What? When you were grocery shopping. Oh, he kept saying, is this doctor now approved or something like that? (laughs) I'm like, whatever. Get out of here. But, um, so yeah. So finally, the diuretics and the protein start working. And I'm peeing, so he wants to take the catheter out. 
And I'm like, okay, like, cool, let's do this. Like, let's see. Because if I pee on my own, then I get to That's be discharged. Yeah. yeah. And because when I was leaving the California, or the California, the um, Sunrise. The Vegas, the, Vegas The Vegas hospital. hospitals, even though they were giving me an IV, I wasn't peeing. And usually when you have an IV, you pee a lot, you know, because you're staying super hydrated. I wasn't peeing at all after leaving. So I had all that fluid in there too. It was just fucking crazy. So they go to pull the catheter out. Now, these nurses were a little cute, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I am like not, I'm not like, you know. It's a whoa experience. Like, oh. It was fucking crazy. Okay. So one nurse is talking to me and explaining the the thing. And then I think the other nurse, she's a newer nurse and still kind of learning. And so I'm like legs open, like. You know, she's got to get all up in there. They got to get the lube. <laughs> there was no lube. They lube it. You just oh, don't... no, no, no. She did not lube it. There was no... When they pulled it out and put it in? When they pulled it out, nope. There was no lube. Uh-huh. They just pulled that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> there was no countdown. There was no warning. I'm talking, looking up at the nurse, and I feel Yank! They always do it fast. They don't do it slow. No, she fucking yanked that shit out of my pussy so quick. I didn't know it hit me. And I just like screamed like a yelp. I was like, oh, I grabbed my fucking coochie. And I'm like, my pussy hurts. (laughs) What the fuck? And then I'm laughing, like dying hysterically. And I think I freaked the nurse out that pulled out the catheter because I'm laughing. And she's kind of just staring at me like, what is wrong with this person? Like, who laughs after getting a catheter yanked out? And the nurse, like, because I said pussy, and they kind of looked at me like, what? Like, who uses that fucking language? You know? And because I'm not proper. But then afterwards, like, to myself and, like, to my friends, I didn't say this to the nurse, but I'm like, I kind of liked it. (laughs) I'm like, it kind of felt okay. And then, like, the nurse was kind of hot, so I haven't had sex in three months, and, like, someone was down there, (laughs) and I'm just like, I shouldn't have liked it as much as I did. It was so bad, and I'm like, I kind of liked it. She just took it into her own hands. There was no countdown, no warning. Could get behind that. (laughs) It was so bad. But so then I started peeing on my own, and I was able to be discharged, and I am back at my normal weight now, and I've only been home for five days. Yeah. So I've been peeing a lot, but I think my peeing is back to normal and so now we decided um we could have done implantation with this period that came out came out i mean you know yeah (laughs) it comes out um but we decided not to and we just both needed a rest yeah like i need to catch up on work this would have put me out until um another two or three weeks i would have been out of work so I decided to just wait till my next period and we'll do implantation late February, early March. So that was kind of everything. You got the worst of it over with for right now. Yeah. Yeah. I won't be doing any more hormones. Um, I'll be on medications to like get my endometrium to grow. Mm -hmm. 
But other than that, no more hormones. And I don't think I ever want to do this again. <laughs> this was so terrifying. And nobody warns you that there could be complications from IVF. There's complications for everything. There's complications in pregnancy. There's complications well, for everything. Well, of course. But you know that. Like, you know with pregnancy there's going to be complications. But they didn't... That Nobody tells you the what act can of go getting wrong preg- yeah. during IVF. You just hear... Like, I've never heard... I've A lot of my clients, surprisingly, have gone through IVF. And now you get to tell them, like, you almost died. Yes. And not one of my clients almost died. You know? Are you going to be one of those Latin mamas and, like... Shove it in their face? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm already doing it. I almost died and, and you, went so broke just uh-huh. to have you. And you weren't even in my fucking pussy yet. Yeah. And you almost killed me. So you're going to do the dishes. <laughs> but it was the scariest thing I've ever been through. Yeah. Like, I was literally just end it. Like, this pain is excruciating. It was scary for all of us. Everybody was super worried and shit. I felt like I was literally going to explode and die. Yeah. And so being back home, then, you know... It was cool for a couple days. I had to relax because I was still very much bloated. Yeah. And then I start my period and now I'm like in a different kind of pain. But <laughs> so, that pain is like, it's been... A, I know that pain. But that pain's gone. No, no, no. I mean like because your period is now here. Oh yeah. So that's once done. you start your period, your hormones go back to normal. Your ovaries close up and the OHSS is fucking gone. It's, it's so crazy how that works. Yeah, let's let's kill you. Mm-hmm. Let's bring you to the brink of death. death. And then once you start bleeding, then you're yeah. fine. Yeah. It's fucking crazy how how that works that way. Yeah. It's insane. But like it my body just couldn't hang on. You know, so now we just went into extra debt. <laughs> I'm just like I can't even. But so, yeah, that was kind of it. That's kind of why we uh, had to put the podcast on hold. Yeah, Vanessa was dying. We had to take a break. There's no substitutes for our love. No. Um, so, we are back together. Yeah. And, um... Yep. Next, our next episode will be right back on it. You know, we'll be talking about grooming and... Doing our normal stuff and have some extra stories. Yeah. So, so we do have really good topics. Mm-hmm. We haven't forgotten about our love of the grooming world, obviously. No, we just wanted to catch you guys up because I know the post was kind of like, Vanessa's dying, bye, because I was literally writhing in pain as I made that yeah. post. And so, so it'll be back to normal. Yeah. I'm excited. I know. There's, there's so much to talk about. Um, yeah. And... Send us your stories. stories. (laughs) Personal jinx. (laughs) Okay, send us your stories at groomerhumor at gmail.com. You can like us and listen to us off of Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And share us with all of your friends. We'll hear from you guys soon. Okay, bye. bye.